Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Musician's Guide podcast. My name is Karen and I am your host. I am sitting here with podcast favorite Jen. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Did you get your nails done? I did. I just got them done. Oh, they look so good. Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, because it's like a thousand degrees today. I was like, it's summer. I feel like Olaf. Except yeah. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Um, anyway, so today I'm joined by my favorite person. And we're just gonna, you know, continue this this theme of of awesomeness. And um, today's episode uh, is gonna be centered around habits and essentially answering the question of are your habits leading you to the life that you want? And I feel like things like habits, productivity, you know, are just stuff that you know, Jenna, you and I talk about all the time. I talk about with my clients. Um, we you've heard if you're an OG of the podcast many many times. And I think this time around the intention comes from a more, I think, boundaried place. Um, I think it's going to be more practical. Um, so I'm just excited for for a conversation around um, what makes sense for you, the individual. And let's celebrate like what is going well, what we're doing well, and also maybe what are some areas that we can spice it up a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you like to start with? Um. <clears throat> I think the first thing, and I think we talked about this before we even got on here, but just like all the questions and conversations you've had around it, like I know somebody brought up in a masterclass something really interesting that really like you brought back to us and like usually what happens is that Karen goes and does masterclasses and as a team, you know, we work on whatever the content is. Sometimes it's just me and that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) What she's going to do to make it, you know, engaging, whatever, all that. But everybody's aware. Bring your teacher energy. Yes. Everyone's aware of what the content is and it it makes it almost foolproof and where it's like, you know, if they do have questions, here's a section where it's answered and so on and so forth. So by the time she gets to the Q&A, it's like pretty normal. Like they're not going to ask any out of this world questions other than like what's been your experience doing X. And this person brought up. What was the question that they did about like productivity? Yeah. So I was talking about morning and nighttime routines and just optimizing productivity. And it was such an interesting rebuttal. This person got up and, you know, kudos to the person for questioning the source, which I was like, oh, love this. But the person was like, your hacks for productivity are gendered. And this makes sense for men, but it doesn't make sense for women and female identifying. And I was like interesting yeah dun 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 tell me more (laughs) yeah and you know there wasn't really validity to what this person was saying because it's one of those things where like yeah in this study done by 20 people at like you know nyu we came to this conclusion so it really wasn't as substantiated as i wanted it to be but it did make me think of what are these other factors in society and things that we're not thinking about which is not what today's episode's about but thinking about pregnancy thinking about time of the month thinking about trauma thinking about all these other things that really do affect productivity so Today's intention is just going to be, I think, um, coming up with like, what is a habit to us? We're going to define that and then just bring it back to healthy, wealthy wise and how we can kind of incorporate that. So how do you define a habit? Um, I would say habits, an acquired mode of behavior that has become nearly or completely involuntary. So essentially something that I don't have to think about. Mm -hmm. The most like generic example I can offer is we all know what Steve Jobs looked like. He wore black jeans, a black turtleneck and black shoes. So the man didn't have to think about what he was wearing. We'll just get up and put that on and then have room for all his his other ideas (laughs) instead of like, I don't know, I'm like 
trash and walk, watching Emily in Paris now and wondering like, how the hell do you come up with all these outfit combinations? Why are you so dumb? Mm. Can't even handle it. Um, so just something that's involuntary and that you just kind of do. Um, and what I think is interesting is that it's neither good nor bad. Yes, that's the main thing. So this is as we were like kind of planning and talking about this episode, like tendencies are like involuntary and both like voluntary like some things are just a matter of like the same number that everybody throws out where it's like 21 days to form a habit I think like some of those things you've just been doing since you were younger and sometimes you don't even realize that they're a habit and it either has to be like cultural or societal Mm -hmm. that that's just the way you've seen things done so that's just the way you do them like people are like oh I didn't know that other people did this too and I feel like we get that a lot Mm -hmm. especially coming from like uh, just Latino culture and just coming into the white culture I guess where it's just very different Yeah. Um, but I do think that there's something to be said about people being able to change or and I hate this word but like hacking habits like being able to say you know me as a person and knowing myself and the tendencies that I have and the habits that I do like what can I do to better my life to lead to the life that I want or just improve not so much productivity but just like quality of life and we'll talk about that in actually the next episode like how to improve your quality of life as a musician but just like how to better go about doing things because sometimes I feel like we need to have a section in this episode where we confess our horrible habits. Oh, yeah. And that should be right now. <laughs> what is a horrible habit that you have, Karen? Do tell us. <laughs> a horrible habit that I'm working to break is I check my email more than I would like to admit I do. And and I'm aware that I'm doing it. And I'm like, don't you slot that machine. Don't do it. And like, <laughs> you're about to go to bed. Why would you? Like, it's just this like inner monologue and I can't stop it. And I don't know what I'm waiting for. Like, actually. Because mm-hmm. got rid of Voxer, people can text me if it's an emergency down 911. Like, what the hell am I looking for in my inbox? So, yeah, yeah there's like a, a codependency there that I'm working through. Interesting. Yeah. What See, about mine you? is more trashy. I have this horrible <laughs> habit of so working just a lot during the day and then coming home and having my rest period be between like after like the gym this and the email and the bullshit like coming home and then having from like 9 p.m. to midnight. And what I do is I nap from 9 30 until like 11 on the couch with my dog and then I wake up and I'm awake for an hour and then I go to bed at midnight and it's a horrible thing it's almost like not even a habit it's a toxic trait like it's so bad but I just want to like relax and decompress and like watch something and I end up falling asleep and my dog is so incredibly cuddly yeah so I just like I nap I literally nap at 9 p.m every night and then I should just go to bed at 9 p.m but I don't because I'm a toxic person and I just nap and then I'm awake from 11 to 12 with energy and then I go to bed at 12 and it's like nothing happened yeah yeah I just again fall dead dead to the world on my pillow oh my gosh that's amazing mm-hmm. anyways now that we've con- confessed our sins <laughs> let's start with um let's do like three habits so healthy okay. wealthy wise you know starting off what is a wealthy habit that you think is life-changing yeah a wealthy habit that has changed my life actually i have two i'm sorry i'm gonna go, go rogue go um, one saving on that five dollar coffee is not gonna put a down payment for your house Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so sorry, but it's just not. So enjoy your life, especially if you're in the category of like millennial Gen Z where you're made to feel like shit because you got the $5 latte or in Nashville's case, the $8 latte, like just True. freaking get the latte. It's fine. Um, obviously, don't go overboard, but like don't, um, I don't know, like give yourself the pleasure. Don't try and hold back as a result of some kind of, I don't know, high what am I trying to say? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like, like 
the the boomer generation for me sometimes makes me feel like I'm just so wasteful and dumb. Yeah. But I just want the simple pleasure of just going to my favorite coffee shop and getting my coffee or not really thinking about that. And I do budget that into my monthly expenses where I have a budget of if I wanted to get a coffee every single day, this is what it would cost. It actually doesn't happen. And in fact, I drink less coffee out by not limiting myself to the possibility of getting a coffee every day if I wanted to. Yeah. It makes you feel less constrained. Yeah. To not be able to do it. Like there's something about somebody telling you that you can't, that you're just like, but I want Especially to. Especially for my personality style. I'm yeah. like, I'm not about controlling people, but definitely don't be, don't want to be controlled. Um, so I would say like in a, in a normal human, that would be my answer. Um, and then maybe from the perspective of a business owner, I would say being financially literate by tracking my finances. It mm-hmm. is so easy to want to bury your head in the sand. Um, I was just ac- having this conversation today with an amazing client. Um, we're talking about booking a tour for this person and, um, we want to talk about uh, just conceptualizing what should my fee be? What could I be doing in this tour? Like, what should I charge? And all of these questions actually come by first figuring out what is it going to cost you to go on this tour? Like, mm-hmm. what is the cost of actually doing business? And I think that we think about that in a manufacturing capacity. We think about that in a product capacity, but we don't think about that in a human capacity. Mm-hmm. So you leaving your house to go on tour will cost you money, even if all of your expenses are covered. Like, what is the cost of living leaving your home? So just knowing your your finances, what's coming in, what's going out, what does that look like? And something as simple as a tour would make you feel so much better. You're more likely to make the money that you need to make because you're going to be able to advocate for yourself and ask for it because you have the data. You're not making stuff up. Yes, I agree. I'm going to add on to that one and just make it a third one instead of just two for each um, and say something that has really changed the game for me or just like habits in general is, and I don't know if it's a habit so much as it is just like a task, but I make it a point once a week to go on financial TikTok, which is like the side that teaches you how to like, because a lot of people I think struggle with, you know, tracking your finances. What does that mean? And we're going to have a whole other season episode of that and where we talk about like the wealthy portion of it and whatever, how to track and how to do all that stuff. But it's the okay I'm tracking it now what do I do with it like what am I saving for like how does this work like the bigger picture of zooming stuff out and I think sometimes when people tell me all of this as a however old years I am it's just it becomes really overwhelming because I don't Mm -hmm. know and it's not like I have a ton of wealth but it's like with the stupid money that I'm saving what the (laughs) fuck am I supposed to do with it so like what is this for so um Yeah, just figuring that out, like going on, making it a habit to at least once a week, you know, write, even if it's just a page of notes from financial TikTok that, you know, it's one minute videos and you're going through and I know the trusted accounts, the ones that I really like, the ones that are, you know, female perspective, women led, um, entrepreneurs, people in education, like just different things and their financial perspective and just gathering facts and information and doing my own research on that side. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah, I think staying Mm -hmm. informed and and asking questions like that. This is an area where I feel like there's so much shame, mm-hmm. especially because of how you grew up or your relationship with money or just your avoidance of money or even just that conversation. So I think like, yeah, exposing yourself, immersing yourself in, in these situations where you're just like learning new information, um, I think is very, very valuable. Yeah. Great. Going on to healthy, healthy habits. I think this one's going to be my favorite one. And I think you might not necessarily love it do you want me to go first yeah go first okay so for the healthy habits like healthy life-changing habits um i've been doing this thing not very often and i should be better about it mostly because my life has been just chaotic right after work but setting a 20 minute timer after i get home from work or whenever i get to my space and saying i'm gonna do household tasks for 20 minutes so i have a really bad tendency to just like task hop in between things and just 
for me and tell me if i'm crazy i think it's faster if like let's say you're getting ready if i do half my hair and half my makeup to me that's faster than just taking the time to do my hair and then taking the time to do my makeup and i think i'm just crazy you're giving me a crazy look crazy (laughs) (laughs) i would like forget a step or something well i like just think of too many things at once when i'm like cleaning so i'm Mm. like oh that's dirty i should go i could should go clean that and then i'm like oh i forgot i should mop that area that i was just doing and then it's like wait i forgot to change the clothes over so let me like change it so in doing that it's easier for me to say you know 20 minutes i'm this episode i'm like do i have adhd (laughs) (laughs) well oh my gosh that's the second of this episode um wow okay anyways so whatever setting up a timer for 20 minutes to do that to just do like house tasks for 20 minutes when i get home has been Uh super helpful to like keep my stuff clean you know clean space clear headspace at the same like for me at least it relates um that's been really helpful and then the five second rule so if there's anything that i can do in not five seconds five minute rule if there's there's anything i can do in five minutes like i should do it then and there so like if taking my dog's gonna take out five minutes like just do it and like don't wait and procrastinate and and do whatever yeah i love that jen i think that's so amazing yeah um okay so for me i would say like a a business and personal one um that is super helpful and and life-changing from the healthy perspective is actually to look at my calendar every day before the day starts um i have already you know mapped out my month usually um so my days are pretty pretty planned but Something that's helped me is to just in my morning quiet time, like visualize my day for two reasons. One, it allows me to imagine, feel how I want my day to go. It allows me to really think through um, my energy and how I need to conserve that and and, and how I can distribute it throughout the day. Um, but then it also allows me to be present and to not let the anxiety of the future or what's coming up like get to me because I know that this is my purpose for today. This is what I'm doing. This is how it's going to go. And we'll talk about this in the next episode, but briefly, like for a while, I felt like giving myself a time constraint of nine to five is like when I'm working. Um, But then having the big question of like, but I love what I do and I want to do it all the time. Instead, by just visualizing my day, I'm able to... um, just more intuitively also see when enough is enough. And as I'm embracing the fact that I'm my own boss, you know, for like 10 years now, but it's finally like sitting in um, that, you know, if I'm done with my meetings and it happens to be two o'clock and I just want to go home and chill, like I totally can. Mm -hmm. And I have done enough if that's what I deem appropriate on that day. See, that's so powerful because I feel like sometimes people do that, especially as musicians, like they just not that practicing for hours and hours is bad, but I've seen so many people have the shame of like, oh, you have five minutes, like you should be practicing. Right. Like that's the main communication or main thing that you get or you should be getting better or there's somebody else out there that's doing it if you're not doing it. So it's like yeah. removing the shame of that and creating a habit out of, you know, mapping things out so that you know what's to come. Yeah, and you can ultimately decide what what feels good. And I think that there's a lot of practice around trust, a lot of practice around boundary and a lot of just unraveling between like identity and work that I feel has allowed me to enjoy that a little bit more because I I have visualized my day before, but it still has felt very like we're going to control it and it's going to be like the most optimal thing ever. And it's like, I mean, is anything ever the most optimal? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. No. 
Not at all. I'm sorry. I just had like a moment of I thought of mapping my day out and then the day I mapped out today versus the day that happened and it is two separate things like in the worst way possible. Yeah, but that's just like for me such an invitation about boundaries because I've had that too. Like there the other day, yeah. this has never happened in my entire life, but there was a issue I had to deal with and I was dealing with like uh, an entire company and with the head of it. Like it was all these fancy people that I couldn't just be like, I have a coaching right now. And I had a meeting with a nonprofit that I'm working with. So Nick actually came to bring me lunch. Poor Nick. He's always like bad place, bad time when it comes to like my crises. And I was like, hey, I'm on the phone with this person. This is what's happening. Can you start my other meeting and tell them that I'll be right there? I didn't give him any context or anything. And how did he show up? I think he showed up like Michael Scott from The Office. It's like, hey, hey, hey. And these people oh, were like, no. I don't know who you are, what is happening. This was another fancy meeting. Um, and are I just. Are your parents home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody want a drink? It's like, we're on Zoom. What is happening? So we had one of those moments. Um, but, you know, just like really made me think too around like grace. And there was nothing I could do in that situation. Mm-hmm. And as much as I planned my day and as much as whatever, like also just learning to be flexible. But also at the same time, it was a great lesson of like maybe I need more space between some of these meetings or maybe because it's coincided that this day is a trash day, then maybe I don't book anything on that day and I'm just like putting out fires. So I think it's always just coming for me personally back to boundaries and to ways that I can make my life easier for me and not so much like challenging myself to work hard by having it be difficult so I can really earn my keep. It's like, no, you've already earned your keep. Like, what are you doing? I love it. (laughs) fantastic that actually leads us into i really like that you like just said that because it leads us into the mental health part of it which i think is the whys because i feel like the whys habits always have to do with like mental health even Mm -hmm. though it probably no i guess wealthy is its own category (laughs) but whys lead us off yeah i mean (laughs) i think life-changing things for me in the whys capacity has been morning and nighttime routines i think it's been really helpful um and (sighs) when I talk about this in master classes or lectures, like it's not as cosmopolitan or stringent or pretentious as we might think it is in the self-help space. Like I'm not, you know, waking up before the sun and like stretching and drinking all this water and cucumbers and like, no, I'm, you know, sometimes waking up and journaling, sometimes not. I'm, you know, whatever. So consistently it's, having bedhead. That is for yes, sure. Yes, I wake up like a founding father, you guys. I don't know how I'm <laughs> sleeping, but I have Thomas Jefferson energy. My hair is a disaster. It's like a whole thing. Um, and I, I look like I slept with bats in caves. Like I just, it's not good. Just it's slept so, suspended from the ceiling. Yeah, truly. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's become a thing now where I send you photos. I send Sam photos. I'm just like founding father here. Anyway. I've gotten the feedback of like, how do you do that? Like as and like go from looking like trash to then like going to the bathroom and being like I'm ready for work which is like not ideal to hear but okay it's a superpower yeah, truly. <laughs> how did you do that oh my god that's so I mean. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know it's not yeah. as bad as like Nick all the time is just like I love you anyway I'm like what does that even mean <laughs> like how dare you anyway um yeah so morning and nighttime routine so making sure that it works for you makes sense for you what would be a fulfilling morning things to consider as you build a morning routine would be just some reflection time some visualization time time to just get organized and centered is really the moral of the story so what does that need to look like for you it could be five minutes 10 minutes 30 minutes an hour you decide what you have the time for and then a nighttime routine is just a great way to unwind 
again, very similar to morning routine. The only caveat I would say is no screen time 45 minutes before because it has scientifically been proven that it affects your circadian rhythm and it affects your ability to fall asleep and stay asleep, which maybe is another toxic trait of mine because I'm working on that too. It's really hard now in the season of my life um, to just fall asleep like I could before, like I'm struggling with a little insomnia. So what do I do? Am I going to read? I don't know. Um, so just no, like you're going to play me in Game Pigeon until 11 p.m. <laughs> Jen has officially gotten herself in trouble by introducing me to a game. So we grew up, quick aside, in a household where we didn't have video games or anything like that. We would read books and watch documentaries <laughs> and do next year's schoolwork. Learn the politics was, of both countries and all of Latin America. Yes. Uh, learn to write in English and in Spanish. Read Latin American literature whatever we grew up in an insane household and um i also think because we're just like weirdly competitive and i'm yeah. just like over the top ridiculous so True. anyway you introduced me to this game we can play on our phone together game pigeon it's the called game pigeon yeah. and now i cannot stop and Truly. i'll start games and like our whole text thread is games I'm yeah like, ew are we those people now and then like a little work sprinkled in yeah that's really anyway funny. um so yeah for me life-changing has been morning and nighttime routine and adjusting it to the season of life that I'm in. So honestly, at this point with where my life is at, I adjust that almost on a monthly basis. Um, some people take bubble baths, take nighttime showers, not who I am yet. Um, personally, what I do for my nighttime routine um, is just take a little extra long long time on my skincare, brushing my teeth, just being more intentional. Um, I'm either listening to a podcast that is fulfilling or I'm actually in silence, just like reflecting, which I know is weird to you, Jen. Um, yeah. And I also set some boundaries with, with my husband and people in my house where I'm like, give me 10 minutes, don't talk to me because I just need to like decompress. Um, so that's also been just like really nice to to have that distance and that, that space right before bed. It gives me the opportunity to set an intention for good sleep. Yeah. I love that. I don't know if I have any sort of like mental health ones. Um, I was really impressed when I went to your house. I forgot to tell you and saw your vision board. Thank you so much. I thought that was, I was like, oh my God, I'm inspired. <laughs> like, I want to do that too. <laughs> I don't know what was on it, but I was like, I love this. And it all made sense for you. And I went back to fact check you to see if you had that picture of yourself as a little kid. And you did. did. And it was so cute. Yeah. I would share about that in case somebody hasn't heard it. Sure. Um, I have a little picture of me when I was a little girl by my like, whatever, um, what is it called? The bathroom. I have it in the bathroom. So every morning when I get ready, she's just hanging out. She's on the side next to the little, um, Alexa that I have in the bathroom and yeah I don't know I just like I look at her and I you like visualize and kind of like that's me when I was little and like your childhood self and just like having more compassion and love and all that stuff for that person she was sassy she had like this little hip to the side thing and her, it was great yeah so it's just like being that person and just making sure that you're taking care of their needs and like I love kids obviously and like I work with kids all the time so just the same compassion that I show them, just showing it to myself. So like if something goes wrong, if I'm stressed, if I'm whatever, like treating myself as if I were my friend versus like myself, because sometimes I'm mean to myself. Totally. And I could see obviously the little girl sassy and the current one too. And I just imagine you like at 630 or whatever, when you're getting ready, like looking at this cute version of yourself and then also like dancing to Bad Bunny or something really? and being like disgusting and twerking. So yeah. yeah oh my God. That. No, but thank you so much <laughs> for the visual. I love that very much. Yes. Um, another thing from a business perspective that is helpful in the mental capacity is starting to get comfortable with outsourcing. And something that we do in the agency is, 
besides project manage and all of that is social media management actually. And that has been something that's been ramping up recently as why did I say it like that recently? <laughs> <laughs> my lip balm is like making my lipstick. Anyway, um, we've done, been doing a lot more recently as, as folks are, are getting more comfortable with the idea of releasing some of that control and getting some of their time back. Um, so it's been really cool to partner with individuals, organizations to just help them have a more sustainable marketing strategy. And it's not something that you have to outsource for the rest of your life. But every time I've done that in various uh, seasons in my business, it's just been so helpful to have a different outside perspective come in and help me get my message out. Uh, especially cause as you know, individuals, businesses, organizations, like we're constantly having to pivot. And I think it's so much easier and valuable also to just get different opinions on, on what that needs to look like and making sure you stay fresh. I've recently been on this kick. I don't know what is happening, but like where I'm watching all these docu-series. So like I'm watching like the Playboy one, I'm watching the Victoria's Secret one and not to get into them, but it's been really fascinating how a lot of these companies like start with these brilliant ideas. Like if you look at these isolated companies, they're just like, man, that was just like such a home run. Like you made lingerie, this thing that was totally taboo into like a common good that we could all want and have access to or in Playboy's capacity at the beginning, you know, you you gave female sexuality a voice and a platform and then it went rogue. But, you know, the the marketing and the the idea was just genius. And then everything went to shit when the execution was not fresh anymore and it then became tone deaf and then it wasn't with the time. So I don't know. It's just really like shifted my perspective on like how important it is to just have outside opinions on certain things, especially if it's stuff that overwhelms you and um, is taking away from the things you want to be doing, like your art or family time or, you know, whatever. I love that. And I think wrapping up the episode just on this last little nugget that you shared before, because um, I think the overarching theme of, theme of everything that we've been talking about has to do with like your systems and the things that you do and like the little things that make up your everyday is what make up your life. So I think mm-hmm. being aware of those tendencies, those habits and instilling things that are going to give you the life that you want, meaning like, you know, the best version of yourself and the things that they want to have is super important. So if you want to read the quote, that you had before oh yeah it's like super helpful oh my gosh so i have been resisting james clear i don't know why for a long time but highly recommend his book atomic habits <laughs> um <laughs> it has a really great fresh perspective and i've been using his quote for years of you don't rise to the occasion you sink to the level of your systems um so love it but the whole reason this quote that I'm going to read encompasses what we're talking about and why we're doing this kind of work, especially on the podcast. So his quote is, why focus on the process when the world is outcome driven? Question mark. Don't results matter? Yes, results do matter. But if you optimize for the outcome, you win one time. If you optimize for a process that leads to great outcomes, you can win again and again. And that just really spoke to me in the space of yeah, why just limit ourselves to that perfect time, perfect opportunity? Why not, you know, be in a space where we can win constantly? And as we continue to evolve and grow, we can define what winning means to us. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a one and done, but it's something that we can, you know, do over and over and and grow with. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a perfect way to end it. I'm not going to ruin it. Oh my it. God, did I do it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for being here, Jen, for being the best. Um, for those of you that are listening, um, feel free to reach out if you have questions or thoughts. We have a lot of zest on the Patreon, so I just want to do a quick plug for that. Um, if you're interested in just more of what we have going on here, head on over to our Patreon. 
Um, there's two tiers. You can join out whatever. You get all the same things. Um, and we'll be back next week with what? Um, how to improve your quality of life as a musician. Amazing. Mouthful. Go us. Yes. Yes.